All right, and welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. Lots to talk about today, so we're going to jump right into it. Odie, what you got for us today? All right, so <laughs> every time I every time I hear the word coronavirus, I automatically think of Cardi B for for now. I think of, um, <laughs> I automatically hear that song. Coronavirus, coronavirus, we're real. Like, it's been real, but, like, it's getting real, like, for real, for real now. Um, but anyway, this story is, is some, it's, it's related indirectly to the coronavirus. So, earlier this week, we saw a tweet from Steve Kelly. if you don't know who this is. He was basically a reporter for Fox 29, um, which is a news station in Philadelphia. Um, so, if you don't know his name, that's why you wouldn't. Um, but basically the tweet is working. Many asked fully police um, officers instructed to stop making arrests following list of what are considered nonviolent crimes. Here's an email sent to city police officers telling them to just obtain arrest warrants for now. And then he um, adds his new station, Box 29 Philly. Now the list of um, offenses are... Narcotic offenses, theft from persons, retail thefts, theft from auto, burglary, vandalism, all bench warrants, stolen automobiles, economic crimes, I guess bad checking, fraud, prostitution. Um, now, in totality, now this is something almost that really shouldn't be a tweet. I feel like this should have like a whole bitly link with a whole article or a full news story just for like additional context. Because what the actual story is, um, is basically to contain the virus and keep people from having to go to court where there's a large congregation of people, have people going to jails and, again, being locked up where there's, again, a large congregation of people. The Philly Police Department did decide to postpone arrests for low-level criminal offenses beginning Thursday. So it wasn't like a get out of jail free card entirely, um, but where it kind of fucked up things is Meek Mill ended up retweeting that um, in the context of yeah, like niggas think it's like open season, like this is about to be Grand Theft Auto Eight type of thing or whatever, you know, like niggas about to be out here wilding, um, and which can of course seem dangerous, you know, and irresponsible from his especially as an ex-felon himself, you know, an ex-con himself. Um, but it's not about trying to get other people in trouble. It's just about paying attention to the devil of the details. And I'm just over this fucking coronavirus. I'm really over it, but I just think it's kind of interesting that all these outlets are, like, finding interesting ways to try to combat it. And, like, even down to our legal departments. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, do you think that the Philly police could have found a better way to combat this? Um, and, and what do you think about the, the crimes that they listed? Do you think that some are missing or some shouldn't be considered nonviolent crimes? Because I don't know. Some of them, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, auto theft, yeah, maybe not, but... That's I mean, auto theft, yeah, I'm with that. That's not, it, it's stupid, don't get me wrong, but it, it is definitely nonviolent if they didn't hurt anybody in the process. That's from person sounds like. Mm. 
that sounds dangerous to me because if you're bold enough to like actually rob a person you know what I mean like unless that doesn't mean what I think it means that from person sounds like what it means to me you know what I mean yeah don't get me wrong yeah and I'm I'm I guess when it comes down to non-violent crimes I was thinking like maybe low uh, charges like um like marijuana charges or something like that you know nothing major yeah I'm surprised that's that's crazy well it does say all narcotics offenses so that's included too Okay, that is included as well. So, yeah, retail theft, definitely. Burglary, hmm. Yeah, vandalism, and torrents. I guess it's like you're a deadbeat dad or something like that, or a deadbeat mom. (laughs) Yeah, but because yeah, those 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 are non-payment of child support. (laughs) Yeah, as as crazy as those are, those are still like non-violent. But I don't know. I just. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm with it, though, um, as far as I, I think the state of South Carolina is doing the same thing, but I, I can definitely understand about the whole tweeting situation. I do think, like, this is probably the first time in my recent memory, though, that this is, that, like, the justice system has been proactive and not reactive, you know, and shit. Like, most of the time, they're very reactive. They got to wait for people to be... You know, and who knows? For all we know, somebody probably did test positive um, in one of those spaces, but um, they just didn't tell us. But um, most of the time, they, they wait for, like, there to be, like, a huge outbreak, and then they're like, oh, okay, I guess we won't arrest people and bring them to jail, or I guess we won't arrest, you know, so-and-so and bring them to court right. or whatever. You know, they're usually reactive. I... I saw a clip of the lady, there was this lady, <laughs> when they were getting released early, there was a clip of this lady, she was booking it from the jail, like, as though she was afraid they might change their minds or something like that, like, they were going to call her back, and she was running, like, running so fast from that jail, and she was like, nope, not giving them a change their mind, and I was cracking the fuck up, and she might have looked back once, but yeah, she ain't looked back that many times. She was like, "I'm out of here." I don't blame her. <laughs> you mm-hmm. never know. Yeah, that's funny. I wonder how that works though. Like, do they have to go back and finish your sentence when everything dies down, or is it like just like time served? Like, no matter what. And is it only jail? I'm sure it's like only jail, not prisons. Yeah, it's not prison. It's definitely not prison. Because like, you definitely got people in um, prison for nonviolent crimes, like maybe big trafficking charges or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think it's for that. I thought for the people in prison doing the damn something new challenge, that song with Ty Dollar Sign. So they're in there on TikTok and trying to make the best of a bad situation themselves. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Because this is a crazy time right now. And then it's, it's, it's like I was watching this video <clears throat> on how they went about it in Taiwan. And, of course, I don't know how people don't remember this being a thing during the holidays last year. It's mm-hmm. crazy, I guess, being Americans, we're just so – just not all of us because I wasn't comfortable. But um, being so comfortable last year during the holidays, you know, we knew there were about three cases in Washington State, thought nothing of it. And just kept on with our holidays. Now, 
the day after Kobe Bryant passed away, USA Today made a post. Um, well, they're not a post, but uh, on the front of the news article, probably on their Twitter too. But in there, it was about how there's a rush to find a cure for, or at least a vaccine for the coronavirus. Somebody posted it on my Facebook uh, page on one of my groups um, the other day, and I was like, y'all, y'all weren't paying this shit no attention during the holidays. You were too busy being Americans, as we all are, and you're not paying what's going on in other countries any attention as if it can't impact us. So somebody was like, why would they say anything about the coronavirus then or whatever? They were trying to make a conspiracy theory, a, a conspiracy theory out of it. No, it's not that fool. Nobody paid any attention, including our own government. And it got out of hand and it got serious, and now we have like 15,000 cases here. It went from three to 15,000 in a matter of two and a half, three months because no one did anything about it. Our president, I don't want to say our president, 45 did nothing about it. So, you know, I was like, it, it, it was here already. It just was minimalized to three people and whomever they came in contact with, three known cases. They could have came in contact with like a thousand coworkers. You never know. So that's probably how it spread because it's so contagious and it spread so easily. But yeah, so, and, and, and Taiwan mm-hmm. took the, like when it first hit China, they automatically started checking people, making sure people are okay. In, in that time frame from when China first got it, of course, Taiwan is right off the coast of China. They have only had three deaths and 15,000 actual cases because they automatically started taking care of their citizens. And if anybody came up positive or up with the coronavirus, clearly there were only three deaths or anybody that did come up with it of the 1,500 cases they had, you self-quarantine and we'll bring you food. We'll also pay you to stay home is what they did. I don't see the United States doing anything close to that. I mean, you figure with somebody like Donald Trump, who is a a narcissist and he's obsessed with staying in office and he wants to stay in office. And AOC brought up an excellent point. I I, I didn't know this, that unfortunately for Donald Trump's crimes, a lot of them, the statute of limitations on him will run out if he's elected again. So halfway through his second wow. term, the statute of limitations on a lot of his crimes would run out. And then he couldn't be tried for him. So that's why he's so desperate to stay in office. Because he, didn't, he really didn't want to be president. Because it involves work, something he's never done in his life. I mean, this just snowballed out of control. He just wanted another season of his shitty reality show, you know? But it just right. all of a sudden, because America is a low IQ country, he just became president. <laughs> so now he now he has something where it's like, oh my God, this is. I mean, you figure George Bush revolutionized botching a major event, right, where lives are lost. So now, when Obama was president for eight years, everything that went wrong, they would say it's Obama's Katrina, it's Obama's Katrina. But no, it's not, because Obama is a competent... I mean, I may have my issues with Obama now, and I'll get into that in a moment, but when it came to crises like um, H1N1, like um, like, like Hurricane Sandy, um, yes, I mean, people died in Hurricane Sandy, people died of H1N1, but it didn't become a pandemic like it is now, because in the first month, after the first case was reported in the U.S., after that first month, over a million people were tested. Right. I mean, we yeah. we barely we barely tested 10,000 people. And meanwhile, South Korea is testing at one point they were testing 10,000 people a day. We yeah, barely had 10,000 people tested in a month. In yeah. fact, if I'm correct, it's hard to get tested. You have to show some symptoms or something. You can't just go get tested like 
if you, you know, maybe I came in contact with a group of people, maybe I want to be tested. You can't be. I, I, or something like that they were telling me the other day because I asked somebody, I was like, how would I get tested just in case? Because I'm fine, you know, but I don't know because there's some people who have it and have no Tell symptoms. got back from Italy. So you just <laughs> in contact with somebody who just came back from Italy, straight up. Like, you want to get, you want to skip the line? Tell them you just got back uh, from your family reunion and half of your family is Italian and now you got a cough and you can't hold your breath for more than 10 seconds. Next. I want to test. Yeah, like I need to know what's going on with me internally here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. It's uh, That is actually a good idea. And then there was this guy, it was this idiot, let's call him an idiot. Um, he worked at a call center right here in South Carolina, actually right here in Spartanburg, upstate where I live at. And um, he actually got his nurse wife to make a fake uh, COVID-19 positive uh, test thingy. Uh, like a paper saying that he tested positive so he could be out of work. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, like, I'm like, dude, you guys are not that desperate out here. And they are. They are. Now, yeah, I want to play no shit like that, though. Like, that's like, because I don't want to be the boy that cried wolf. You know what I mean? And then when I really right. need no, then nobody believes me. No, I don't want right. to play in these games either. Right. And he got fired. And like you said, if he really actually has it one day, well, guess what? Nobody's got gonna... no benefit because you ain't got no job. Right, exactly. Greg, and you got stupid. fired on your day off. <laughs> right? Dummy. Oh, it's funny. So, yeah, so, yeah no. So I, I, I would never play no job, like, no games like that. Like, that don't make no sense. Yeah, people are ignorant. So and and he did exactly that. So I was like, uh, I, I can't believe that you would run that risk. And you, he had a family and her too. She, I think, yeah, if I'm correct, um, the story went on. Yeah, she got. Um, I think if I'm correct, she's probably gonna lose her nursing license for that. Yeah, she would definitely get in trouble for that too. Like you can't be yeah. passing out fake notes. Like they don't do that. They don't play that either. So yeah, yeah. y'all both and dumb. Dumb as hell. But of course. People would do anything. People, little, little uh, I guess. Clear, Clearwater, Florida, uh, people in Clearwater, Florida ain't thinking about no corona either. They showed video clips of people on the beach. Uh, they just shut down the beaches um, for people not to be out there. Yeah. But I'm just like, people, stay your asses at home. Like, the earth is literally giving you a timeout. So I, I finally did make it to I get like that was the one place I went yesterday was get my hair done. And my but my um hairdresser, she doesn't have like a salon salon. Like she doesn't have the kind of salon where like a lot of people where she's in there with other hairstylists. It's like one to one. You know, like she has her own space, one bowl, it's just me and her in there. And so, um we're in there, you know, um hanging out, talking, and we were just talking about, like, just the craziness of this and how um, people just don't listen. And then I I was thinking, I was like, this shit just seems just like Earth Song. And she couldn't remember that video. And I was like, you don't remember Earth Song? And she was like, nah, like, she was like, I remember a lot of Michael Jackson songs, but I don't remember that one. I was like, girl, let me pull a video of. So we watched Earth Song, and, like, it was just like that I was like this song seems so relevant for where we are in the world right now like 
coronavirus, like the earth is trying to purge itself of humans. And I think what prompted me to really play that video was she had made a comment about um, how, like, in the Venice Canal specifically, they they had, like, certain animals um, or wildlife that was, like, popping up that hadn't been seen in years. And, like, certain parts of China were visible from the satellites because people just weren't going out anymore. So, like, we finally stopped polluting the Earth enough that things that we haven't even been able to see in years have revealed themselves. Just from, like, a month of not polluting the Earth, you know, or a couple of weeks of not polluting the Earth. You know, they they always say, like, when people, uh, like, even longtime smokers, as long as you don't have emphysema or anything like that, they still, I mean, even if you're, like, 50, they still urge you to quit smoking because if you're not smoking for a period of time, your lungs can recover. Now, if you get emphysema or lung cancer that's a diff- or any other respiratory disease, that's a different matter. But there were some stories about even, you know, even over the last couple of weeks of some waterways actually clearing up because of, you know, um, and it's, it's the earth is, is resilient. I mean, George Carlin said it best. Now, keep in mind, this was a long time ago that he said this, but, you know, the earth is going through like a volcanic eruptions and ice ages and stuff like that. So said, I don't think that a little bit of styrofoam could really hurt, but it does. It absolutely does. I mean, you figure Antarctica, what do they have? Like it was like 65 degrees in Antarctica for the first time ever in recorded history. And you could yep. literally see like swatches of ice melting, you know? Yep, falling off. Yeah, I saw it. You know, it, it's, we are doing untold damage to the earth and maybe this is maybe coronavirus the earth's way of saying all right you know what enough of this bullshit <laughs> we got to start mm-hmm. we got to start culling the week here you know and um but people just don't get it and i think that's the thing like you mentioned the spring breakers i saw the video of some of them half of them already look sick faces were all red they were all out of breath just talking on the microphone i was just like holy shit these kids are already sick but they're like, party! Woo! Come on, you know? And, you know, people already panicking. I went to the supermarket. I couldn't even get a piece of paper. Like, anything paper was gone. So, toilet tissue, paper towels, napkins, everything gone. So now, every time I, every time I use the rest of my I take a shower, because I'm probably not going to have any toilet tissue left in, the, in, a, in, a, in a week or two. And I'm just like, yo... This shit is bullshit. But people, uh, I mean, when there's an emergency, then people just show people just show their true selves, you know. And now you have you have Republicans who are always just like, oh, crazy Bernie wants to be a socialist, and now Trump talking about stimulus package. They were like, my address is five 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 Main Street. Make sure I get my check, you know. The, the hypocrites that they are. But I mean, people just don't get it, you know, that uh, we are doing a lot of damage to the planet. And in certain places where it just takes a little bit of social distancing, people don't want to do that. They just figure, well, you know, it's my spring break. Why couldn't it happen in August? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're just, uh, they're just, I mean, some people are just absolutely absolutely selfish you know mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're not going to learn until a loved one of theirs dies from coronavirus 
And then they'll just be like, well, why couldn't they just follow the rules? So. But what are you going to do? You know. Well, either we're going to follow the rules or we're going to be enforced to follow the rules. And while everybody is freaking out, thinking it's going to turn to martial law, that's on them. I don't think it's going to turn into that. I really don't. I just feel like you, you motherfuckers are hard-headed. Stay indoors. Stop traveling. I don't know about martial law, but it was kind of like what Iron Man said in Civil War about the Sokovia courts. He was like, either we need to get ahead of this now or it's going to be done to us. Because there were, cause right, there's some right, talk right. Of, of a nationwide lockdown because people are just not. I mean, you figured it. I saw a story. Uh, was it GameStop? Right. They're terrified of closing because they're losing a lot of business to Target. Right. So they're terrified of closing because they don't want to lose even more business to Target. Because as far as I know, since Target sells essential goods, they're staying open. Yeah. So since, they, they are open. Yeah. So they, they're afraid if they close, that's it for them. So they've been telling their employees to ignore the laws in their state and go to work. You know, I, I work for an insurance company, and yesterday was a rough day. Not rough day as in dealing with the people. The pe- that was all the same. But you had a lot of people. I got more calls than usual on, on a Friday because people were calling their agent's office, and the agent's offices were closed because of coronavirus. Right. So depending on the state you live in, um, they can't go to work. So either they have, either they go to work and they still do stuff behind the scenes, but they can't let people in, or the office is closed altogether. And then they kick yeah, every, yeah. they kick everything over to customer service. So this is really starting to. I ordered. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I ordered lunch yesterday, and ordering has been fine because a lot of like I, I stopped by McDonald's uh, the other morning. They were letting people in, and I guess they were still getting used to to doing it. Because cause I walked in and they were like, well, we're closed. And then they were like, well, I can take your order, you know, because they were only, they were only doing a drive through But all the places we could sit, they had it taped off. So you couldn't get your food and sit and eat. So they were letting okay, people right. come in and buy food yeah, and then leave. Yeah, it's be to but, go. But, but you couldn't dine in. And um, But a lot of places are staying open just for uh, drive through pickup and, and delivery like through Uber Eats or DoorDash. So I ordered uh, I ordered a chicken sandwich uh, yesterday. And um, usually they bring it to you in less than half an hour. So 20 minutes, they're like, okay, we're on our way with your food. And then I'm sitting there and they're like, we don't have a, we don't have a driver. So now I'm like halfway through my lunch time. Like, you know what, I just gotta make a, I'm just gonna go ahead and make a sandwich, you know, which is what I should have done in the first place. but. You know, so now I figured, okay, if I cancel my order, they're not going to reimburse me because they've already started making the food. So I'll wait, and if they can't find a driver in a certain amount of time, then they'll just cancel the order and refund my money, right? Right. So two hours later, I'm working. I get a text. Your driver's picked up your order and is on the way. And I'm like, what the bloody hell? Now, I will say one thing about Burger King. That's where I ordered the chicken sandwich from. They didn't just give me that two-hour-old food. They made me new food. So right. when the guy came to deliver the food, the food was still piping hot. But by that time, I'd already eaten. And I, and, I don't, <laughs> and, and so I was just like, I don't have a microwave yet. That's another story for another day. And then um, I was like, you know what? I, I ordered one of those little cream pies. I put that in the fridge. 
you know, I, I tossed everything else. I'm like, you know what? Lesson learned. You know, now it's getting real. And and I asked the guy, and I was joking. I was like, they couldn't just they couldn't just cancel my order, huh? But he said it's not the fact that uh, there were no drivers. You know, all the drivers were just busy because people who were used to going out and getting their food mm-hmm. now they can't really go anywhere. So now they're getting tons of orders. And uh, like a driver said, he wouldn't pick up. He said he wouldn't pick up an order because he already had two orders. <laughs> so he didn't want to pick up an order and bring me my food an hour later, you know. So it was just it, it was just a mess yesterday. Because now we're starting to get into a lot of things where people are uh, out of work, you know, for the whole virus thing. And now they're doing things that they normally wouldn't do. So most people just jump in their car and just go someplace to eat. Now they got to order because they can't really go anywhere. The crazy thing about this whole thing is, like, let's say you go to a place or you get a DoorDash or one of those things. Right. I'm afraid to even do that because the people making the food may have been exposed to the virus. We're not even taking that into right. consideration. You could put all these little things in place to protect yourself from the virus. But if you're already symptomatic or not even symptomatic but happening in your system and you're walking around mm-hmm. and you're cooking people food and it's being delivered to me and you're a DoorDash person and you've been to 20 people's houses earlier that day, don't know who money you touched. If you uh-huh. get money in your hand, I don't know how that works. Um, they give paper tips sometimes. Now I now I will now I, I will say this, Blue. At least for the places I that I normally order from. Now I will say this: I'm not worried about the drivers, but you are 100% correct about the people making the food. Because places like McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's, they probably don't give paid sick leave. So when they give you the food, it's basically it's it's sealed up and they put the whole thing on it so the drivers can't. So they'll know. In other words, if the driver decides to open your bag and get up your fries, you'll know because the seal has been broken. And some places, if you even even if you have like a, a fountain drink, I mean, granted they could just take the cap off, but you'll notice if it's like okay, there's a drink missing here. But they even put a little sticker over the the thing we put the straw, so they can't put a straw in and drink your drink. So I'm not worried about the drivers, but you are right to be concerned about the people that work there because they don't have paid sick leave. So if they're sick and they got kids that need to eat, they got to go to work because that that ridiculous yeah. bill that passed doesn't count for the biggest corporations that could easily afford to give paid sick leave. I'm not going to, you know, I don't, I don't mention the name of the place where I work because my job does not share my political views. So even when I'm not working for my job, I represent my job. But, uh, and, and I'm not going to give out like company secrets, but I'll put it like this. They put out a package for us about for coronavirus. And let's just, let me just put it like this. I can concentrate on my work now. Because if I get sick, I know I'm taken care of. Yo, yo, let me tell you a story, yo. It goes a little something like this. <laughs> See, what happened was I'm walking in the hallway at my job. I don't, you know, I'm a community-based therapist, so I don't hardly ever have to be in the office. I might have to drop something off here or there, pick up something here or there. And anyway, right. So I'm in the office talking to the outpatient therapy coordinator about some um, releases I need. Because I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to use my own printer at home to print shit for the job. You're going to print it for me, bitch, and you're going to give me what I need. Anyway. I don't have no ink in my printer right now anywhere, so even if I wanted to, I couldn't do it. Besides, it's like 30 pages of shit. Anyway, so anyways, I had to pick up two packages because people's authorizations and the releases were being um, about to expire and I need to get them refilled out or I couldn't, you know, do the service. So, you know, I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking to the lady. So I wanted the homies pass by 
you know, I do my my regular, you know, we have a high bow relationship. What's up, man? What's cracking? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? So I go about my business. My friend Aubrey, and she goes to talk to um the clinical director about her pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. So she walks by me. Lo and behold, yesterday we found out that there was a person positive for the virus at our agency. And it was the homie that I saw who I held. She, the, um, my um, supervisor asked about, hey, is it true that somebody has the virus in our agency? And the supervisor and our clinical director replied only to the people on that email about that particular incident and the protocol that's being implemented. No, no agency email has been implemented yet. And there's so many people that could have been exposed to the virus regarding interactions with that male. He's usually in an office with two other people, the intake. The intake coordinator, another assessment coordinator, there's usually one or two um, interns there. He interacts with the clinical director. He interacts with the CST people and the OPT people. He interacts with the um, um, the, 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 the HR director. He talks to her, and there's another girl in there who's the um, PSS, the, um, the um, peer support supervisor. So there's so many people that he probably was within breath shot with. I might have been three feet away from him when I held him, but I always... I know people say, oh, those masks don't mean shit, da-da-da. I feel like I have at least a 60% better chance of walking around if I keep the mask on than some people because I'm breathing through two masks, the mask I have under the mask and then my my red and black mask that I see on on Instagram. I say all that to say this. It's really sad that a company puts profits over people because that building should be quarantined because that virus can live on hard on right. or services for three to four days. Now, they did do this. I was trying to get in contact with the psychiatrist about one of my OPT clients, and I was asking um, my coordinator about, hey, is he in the office? Because the office appears to be closed. Oh, the office closed at 1 p.m. What? Why? He didn't say anything. He got mute. And then, I, and then later that evening, I found out all the stuff that I just told you about. They probably closed it down due to that um, guy becoming symptomatic with the virus who was there on Monday. Hmm. Yeah, that is, I mean, I'm not feeling like my best self today. I'm pretty sure it's not the virus. I'm pretty sure it's more depression, anxiety. But I'm just not motivated to do anything today. I'm just sitting here. And today's my son's birthday. And I'm like, eh. Oh. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> like, well, you know, I don't even know what to do. Because it's like we can't go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody had a, somebody was joking on Facebook. They were like, we're doing a plans for our, our next vacation and they just had a blueprint of their own apartment. Because <laughs> it's just like, you know, nothing's really nothing's really open now. You know, I mean, we went out last week to we went to a restaurant and we were like, we didn't want to go to a chain because there's too many people, you know, because we're trying to be kind of responsible, but we know all these restaurants that we're going to be closing down where you couldn't go anywhere to eat. So we, I don't even remember the name of the place, but it was right here in town. And we were, we were, there was only two people, well, two sets of people in the entire restaurant. It was me, it was us, it was like a party of eight with both families. And then um, it was uh, another group, there's only three in the group. But we were there for like an hour and a half, and we were like the only people in the entire restaurant. Because a lot of stuff is winding down. So, I mean, if you happen to have a birthday, I know, happy birthday, little guy, but I know, I'm like, next year, next year, they'll make it up to you. This year, yeah, I think, it's um, going to be an imagination like birthday. Birthdays, birthdays right, the, I do feel for people with birthdays, especially milestone birthdays. Um, 
and children, because children don't necessarily understand, like, okay. Um, The group that I really, really feel for, especially because a year ago I was celebrating my own, is graduation classes. Right. Motherfuckers have been working their whole academic careers, postgraduate people, ones getting bachelors, it doesn't matter. Like, you have worked your academic career to get this diploma and, like, really celebrate. And it's like, you can't even, you can't, like, even if you wanted to take a trip to celebrate, if you wanted to have a party to celebrate, all of that should have, you can't even have the graduation. Like, that shit is wild to me. And that's what I really feel for. Like, I saw um, a sketch of, like, somebody, it was like a graduation photo um, with the mask on their face. And I'm like, damn, that really sucks. Like, no graduation photos, like, no graduation days, either postponed or canceled. It's just, you know, I feel I feel bad for those people. Right. Yeah, I do, too. They couldn't have a yeah, normal graduation, normal senior week and everything else. Yeah, like 2020, because um, I was like, yeah, like 2020 was like a nice, like, even number right. year. They had exactly. a nice little, they had a nice little 2020 vision phrase built in. I'm like, okay, that's cute, you know. That's perfect. Like, yeah, this is like the best year to graduate if we didn't have this shit on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 2020 needs a total do-over. It has been shit from day one. Like, you know what? oh my so- God. Somebody had a meme today, and they were like, January 1st, 2020 is going to be my year. And they were like, March 14th, now I'm wiping my ass with a coffee filter. Like, that's basically the way... That's basically the way this year has been. Like everybody was like, you know, it's 2020. We got we got an election coming up. Bernie's going to be the front runner, and... Things are gonna change, damn it! I, I know it's gonna be, I know it's gonna be our year, and then now it's March, and now we're like, what a fucking shithole year this has been, and there, and there's, there's nine more months to this shit, like Jesus. Right, right. And, and we know maybe one to two months is gonna be quarantine behind this bullshit. I, I, I had the doctor's appointment a couple of weeks. You know what? It's all psychosomatic. One of my back molars is hurting. You know when it started hurting? One day after my dentist emailed everybody in his uh, in his group to say that they're going to be uh, closed for the next three weeks because of the, the coronavirus. One day after he said that, my back molar started hurting. And I'm like, I know this guy to be psychosomatic because there was nothing wrong with it a day ago. And as soon as he said, we're going to be closed for the next three weeks, I was eating something that started to hurt a bit, and I'm just like, oh, God, it's all in the mind. It's got to be all in the mind. This can't be happening now. <laughs> and I got a, I, I had another appointment around my birthday next month, and I'm, I, I figured, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just cancel it for now and then do it later on because I just figure, you know what? I'm going to forget. <laughs> this thing is going to go on for much longer than we thought. And then, you know, I just figured I'll, I'll just cancel it now. I mean, it was just my annual checkup. Yeah. So. 
this was the big year of more than therapy. We was going to do all these damn conferences and all these trainings and these groups. And we started a new substance abuse group in the evening for working folk. We started a new parenting class for the substance abuse women. And now all that shit is on pause. That's tying up at least $8,000 a month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put it like this. I, 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 check, I, made the, I made the absolute mistake of checking my 401k. I lost oh. in, in, in this stock market ridiculousness. I lost. And it was funny because me and, and my friends were all sitting around with our phones and we're looking at our 401ks and we're like, mother I lost $7,000 out of my 401k between all these stock market crashes. Let me ask you a question. Do you think I had $7,000 to spare in my 401k? And if you said anything other than no, uh, you have no clue who I am because I don't have that money to spare. Well, I know someone who got hit worse. Um, My friend, I won't say where he works, but he lost 102 k out of his 401k. I'm, I'm pretty... My, my brother is... um. That's like white... That's like white... Yes. Yeah. Suicide numbers. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, when I tell you... When I tell you know what? They they like did say so that in... in um, they did say in 1929 that it was uh, more of a myth that when people lost their shirts in the stock market, they were jumping out of windows. But I think there's some truth to that. You know? And, and I found out why all these people lost their money in the stock market. It was basically because they were basically giving people money to play the stock market. So in other words, people didn't just have money to, to bet in the stock market. They were given uh, loans, so to speak, to go ahead and play the stock market. And when the stock market crashed in 29, all these banks called in their markers. So these people had to sell everything they owned to pay back what they owed. You know, and that's how all these people, I was just like, because it never dawned on me. Yeah, how how all these people lose money in the stock market, playing the stock market? I didn't know the stock market was like that. And they were, and then I read an article, they were like, yeah, they were basically, you know, that's like, that's like if you uh, went to a casino and instead of you having to pay money, they just lend you money to play in the casino. Oh, they do. But if you lose, yeah, and, and I'm, pretty sure, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that kind of happens now. But I mean, you know, like you said, Mercedes, if you have a credit card, sure. But um, what happens when they call in when when they call in the marker, and they're just like, okay, well now you have to pay, mm-hmm. you know. But now people don't. But a lot of people don't play the stock market directly because the stock market is basically. You, there was an episode of South Park where uh, Kyle was trying to return some item during a credit card crisis. This was during the Bush administration, I think. And um, they basically, how they were making financial decisions, they had like a whole bunch of like different things on the ground and they took a chicken and they cut its head off and they just let it go. And wherever the chicken landed, that's a decision that they made. <laughs> so that's how people view the stock market. They view the stock market as voodoo. Because we all know how it works. So it's a Star Wars only place where you could just lose $10,000 and people just be like, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. You know? So a lot of people don't play the stock market, but they don't realize, oh, yeah, your 401ks are tied to the stock market. So whenever yeah. Trump sharks his pants and the stock and the Dow goes down 1,600 points, your 401k is going down as well. Now, I didn't have a whole lot of money in my 401k, but my brother has lots of money in this 401k because he, you know, the job, he's, you know, 
he's a chief information officer for his job. So he had right. lots of money in his 401. Right. And he's probably, My I mean, what I, what, I, what I lost is probably nothing to what he lost. Right. You know? Right. So it's, it's a lot of people are are getting hurt in this thing one way or another. So if they're not getting coronavirus and dying, they're losing their, you know, they're losing their pensions. They're losing their four. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'll put it like this. I, my job, I have a pension in the 401k, right? I, and then my pension, it tells you like how much you're going to get per month if you were to retire now, right? That hadn't changed. So even though my 401k took a big hit, the numbers in my pension didn't change. So I guess they, they run the pension differently. So I can't tinker with my pension the way I can tinker with my 401k. My 401k, I can go in, you know, do this, do that. Pension is just there. And that's, and I think that's a good thing. Right. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> just let it be. <laughs> but a lot of people, they have 401ks, and their 401ks are tied to the stock market. And you could change stuff about it. Like, uh, you know, I, I guess you can make it like, you know, how much you want in the stable fund and how much you want in the stocks. But the stable fund doesn't really grow nearly as fast as the stocks. But then, then again, if you take a hit, you take a major hit. Because I will tell you right now, I didn't have $7,000 to spare at all and to, to lose in the stock market. So uh, this whole thing with... Uh, with people with Trump in one of the polls getting a 55% in its handling of the coronavirus, they're fucking morons because they're just looking at it as, oh, Trump is just giving us, he's going to give us a check now, like a $1,000 check. Bernie Sanders is like, fuck you, talk about $1,000, it's nothing. Like my plan, I'll give you $2,000 and it's not going to come back out of your taxes. Like this $1,000 is going to do. Any of you uh, yeah, who got awesome. that stimulus yeah, check in, 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 the, in the Bush era, Yep. I, I got that. I got that. You didn't get one, Odie? Mm-mm. Hell no. Mm-mm. I got that check. They sent me a check for $600. It came in handy. I paid a bunch of bills, even bought something nice myself. And in the next year, I did my taxes. I did do TurboTax. And TurboTax was like, all right, Mr. Prescott, here's your, here's your normal tax return. Everything's all nice and neat. And before I hit this button, hey, by the way, did we give you a check last spring for $600? And I'm like, yeah, TurboTax, you, they did, but I don't see what this has to do with Well, we're going to need that money back right now. And that $600 came right out of my tax return. Because it, all it was was an advance on your tax return. So if what I'm, re- if what I'm reading about this $1,000 that Trump wants to propose is right, that $1,000 is not basically, oh, Here's money. It's, it's going to count as taxable income. So it's like if you have a 401k and you extract money from your 401k, not a loan, because if you take a loan from your 401k, you're paying it back. That doesn't count as income. But if you extract money from your 401k, um, like let's say you have an emergency. Let's say let's say a loved one dies. I'm making up a horrible analogy here. Let's say a loved one dies and you don't have life insurance, right? And that funeral is $5,000. So you extract $2,500 out of your 401k to help with the cost. That money then becomes taxable income. And when you do your taxes next year, they give you a special form to show how much, you know, and it becomes part of your income. And it could raise your tax bracket. That's what this, so if, I, if what I'm reading on this Trump thing is right, 
I mean, even though, you know, tax day now is until July, what should you do if you get that check? Uh, I, I would pay attention to, I mean, here's the thing. It's Donald Trump. So the main thing is we don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. We, might, we, we might not even get any money, but... But, but if you do... Though, learning from history, like, I wonder if, if there's a way, like, what loopholes are there for it not to be considered taxable income? Now, I, I, I can say this. Contribute it to my business? Can I put that in my business and be right. like, oh, but I put it in my business. And now, that would probably be less a good look for me. For someone like me, uh, who doesn't really have much, <laughs> I do my taxes through irs.gov and I do my taxes for free but I mean I'm basically one step away from doing a 1040 EZ form you know what I mean I don't drive a car I don't have dependents none of that stuff I'm not married I'm not filing jointly so it's a very easy tax return it takes me maybe like half an hour to do my taxes and that's federal and state right but I would say this if you got if you get one of those checks from Trump um it might not be such a bad idea to get some advice on how to handle it for your income because if it does if it is if i'm right and it is going to be labeled as taxable income and it bumps you up a bracket you may want some advice on on how not to take that much of a hit so if you have to to eat the the hundred i mean if you're somebody who gets money back on your taxes it may not be such a bad idea to take that 75 or 100 dollar hit or however much h&r block charges you and have them do your taxes and let them know the situation. Keep any paperwork that comes with that check because they're probably going to need that, you know, and see what happens. Now, here's the thing. Bernie Sanders, has, his plan is worth like $2 trillion. And I know what people are saying. Oh, my God, how are going to pay for it? Let me ask you a question. That $1.5 trillion that Trump threw in the toilet to help the markets that did absolutely nothing, where'd that money come from? No one said shit about that. No one asked Trump, hey, by the way, where did we get that $1.5 trillion? Tr- trillion with a T, by the way. Where did we get that $1.5 trillion that we just dumped into the markets? That did nothing. But Bernie says he wants a plan for $2 trillion that will give everybody uh, $2,000 for the life of the... In other words, Trump's thing, from what I read, is a one-time payment of $1,000. You know, For a lot of Americans... That doesn't cover their rent or mortgage. Now, keep in mind that some states are taking precautions, like New York, I think. And I'm, I'm trying to gather all this together for, for Monday's show, right? But I think that New York is suspending uh, evictions for mortgages and, and for rents, right? Don't quote me on that because I'm still doing my research for Monday's show. But that's not a that's not a thing across the country. That's just New York, and that's why a lot of people were saying that they kind of regret that Andrew Cuomo didn't run for president because he's uh, you know being governor of New York. He's been more presidential than Trump has. He's way more presidential than Joe Biden. Has anybody seen Joe Biden? By the way, I think he's stuck in his basement with his hand in the pickle jar. Although, I really do. Although Cuomo, when he was on TV with his uh, with his brother, he was being a little petty. It was kind of funny. I mean, and here's the thing. I don't like Andrew Cuomo at all. Andrew Cuomo's a, he's a sack of crap, you know. And But that's, but that's I'm not basing it on him as a person. I'm basing that on just New York politics and how he, how he runs the party and stuff like that. But, I mean, he's trying his best to come through for the people. So for that, hey, I, I applaud you. 
for doing what you can for the for the people in New York. You know, but as far as like his normal politics as usual type thing, I don't like Andrew Cuomo. But I don't know if there's a limit on how many times he could run for governor, but I'm pretty sure he'll get reelected pretty easily if, if there isn't. So, I mean, when it comes to that sort of thing, like what happened with Hurricane Sandy and all that other stuff, you know what? He, he does a good job. So I can't, I can't knock him for that. And a lot of people, all my New York friends have been praising him for how he's been handling this coronavirus thing. I mean, it's going to spread in New York because you have eight, I mean, just New York City alone, not even including upstate New York or Long Island. Just New York City, you have 8 million people packing that little space. So there's going to be, it's going to spread. You know, not much you can really do about that. But he's been doing his best between him and de Blasio. They've been doing their best to minimize this thing. Yeah. And it's a difficult job. Trust me, you know how some people are like, well, you know, if I was, oh, I would not want to be in their shoes. So they're doing the very best they can, and no matter how it turns out, I just know that they have people's best interests in mind in the decisions that they made, even if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, so all I could do is just say, hey, listen, you know, uh, I'm I'm an Aries, so supposedly one of my traits is if I think I could do a better job, and the opportunity comes around, I'll step up. But if not, hey, you do you, and if you need my help. If you're trying to do something positive, you need my help, I'll be there for you. But if I don't think I can do a better job than you, I'll either stay out of your way or I'll help you out to help you do a better job. And that's how I feel about Cuomo and de Blasio now. Whereas, like, there's nothing I could do that would be better than what they did. So keep on doing what you're doing, guys, and keep the people in New York in your thoughts. And not just New York. I mean, Florida is going to be a shit show. Because their governor don't give a fuck. <laughs> their shit-heeled government does, governor doesn't care. Ohio doesn't care. I mean, they were trying to, you know... No, actually, I, I, I think I have the Ohio thing backwards. I want to say that the governor of Ohio was trying to stop the elections. The, um, and they were fighting against the courts. Like, the courts wanted the elections to go on. And I think the governor was fighting against it. I have to, I have to reread that. Because I've been, it's been thrown, you know, all over social media about Ohio. But there are some governors who are just like, look, man, we gotta do what we gotta do for the people. And there are other governors who are just like, eh. Some people will get sick, some people will die. What are you gonna do? No. So, now, did you guys have anything else before I, before I go into this one last thing? No. 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 We got a few minutes left, so there's one. Nah, because you know my mind has just been consumed with anxiety and depression-like symptoms associated with this this virus epidemic. You know, what I'm saying I mean I'm not like really feeding into it. I'm not feeding into it itself. I'm feeding into the impact it's having on my normal everyday. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what? I have to remember sometimes that people that people died over this before my before my little petty concerns. Like put it like this: I go to supermarket at 6 a.m to get there and back because I start work at 8 and I work from home. So that's why I can go to the supermarket, I can come home, I can wash up, you know, uh, if, if it's if it's hot outside, I've got to wash up before work so I'm not sitting there at work all sticky and sweaty because, you know, I'm a big dude and for some reason in North Carolina, the humidity wants to go up at 6 a.m. 
So, um, it was 85 degrees yesterday. I couldn't believe it. I had to put my AC on yesterday. I did too because I did too. It was like 83 degrees in my apartment, and I was like, oh my god, can we just have a season? Like, we just have like one fluctuating season. We don't have like actual seasons anymore in North Carolina. They went from great winter to Right. I couldn't even wear my hoodie like I wanted to. I couldn't wear it. I was like, shit, this is my protective gear. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, I lost my train. I thought I hate when I do that. Um, so sorry. But, um, you're talking about humidity, and then that's when I went off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, we have, we have a few minutes left, so let me, let me do this. I, I guess something else to hate on. You know, the whole thing about people being social justice warriors. Like, I'm not an SJW. I'm just a justice warrior. What I mean by that is this. Let's just say if people were railing out because people were driving by in trucks and throwing bricks at gay couples. Of course, I will do what I can to prevent that. If we found out that gay people were being paid less for the same work or having their applications passed over because they're gay even though they're qualified for the job. Yes, I will take very, I will take an issue with that. If they're picketing, I'm like, do I need to bring my own son or are you gonna give me a sign? You know what I mean? But if it's about, oh, there's not enough gay people on this television show. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. I really don't. That's not something that moves my needle where it's like, oh, you know, they have this show about weddings. Why don't they have gay weddings? We should boycott NBC. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, that's where I draw the line. You know, because in the world of media, make your own show. There's like 99 shows on YouTube <laughs> about people just make whatever show they want to. Like, I don't care about stuff like that. And my thing is, um, and I wasn't really going to talk about this because I was going to talk about the Harley Quinn movie bombing because of the whole feminism thing. And like I said, I am an ally of, of feminists, but I'm not into, as one, uh, one podcast host calls it, McFeminism which is feminism that's about as real as the meat and the chicken McNugget, you know, because it's just, you know, it's just not real feminism because it's not helping anybody. There is a comic book I used to read in the 90s called uh, New Warriors. As a matter of fact, I still have all my New Warriors comics. And I liked the comic and I liked the characters and I liked the writing, like the art. It was, it was a great comic, you know, for its time. And now they have uh, the new New Warriors, right? So now the original New Warriors are mentoring a bunch of heroes for this new age that we live in. It is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's full social justice warrior nonsense. So let me give you a quick rundown of the characters in this book. Okay, One person, I don't even know what their nationality is. But there's one character called Trailblazer, right? I don't know if she's Latino or she's a Native American, right? And they were talking about it. One of the pundits was talking about it. Like, if she's Native American, then Trailblazer is a terrible name because it brings up Trail of Tears, which was a horrible moment for Native Americans in this country. Google it. You'll be pissed. And then if she's um, Latina, then she's a ripoff of Dora the Explorer because her powers are she has a magic backpack and she can reach into the backpack, which is the alternate dimension, and just pull out stuff. That's her power. There's a, a, a character who's like a vampire because when he was a kid, he got a blood transfusion from Michael Mobius, uh, another comic book vampire. 
So he calls himself B negative. Get it? B negative. It's a blood type and he's a goth kid. Ha ha. And he loves like 90s culture. Okay? There's a guy called Screen Time who looks like a ripoff of Ben 10. I don't know if you've ever seen that kid's show, Ben 10. Right? But he looks like a ripoff of that. And he basically, he, uh, he got exposed, and I'm not making this up to be funny. He got exposed to his uncle's experimental internet gas. So now he sees everything like in, like in his eyesight, it's basically, um, he sees like he's, like he's in Google maps and then he could just look up anything in his mind. He could just Google stuff in his mind. That's a power now. Did you know that? And then the last two are the ones that are causing the most controversy, right? They are twins. And one of them is non-binary. So she only refers to herself as they and them, right? I'm not getting into the non-binary thing. That's muddy waters, right? But they are brother and sister. And they have like some poses that they have together where it's like, that's not how brothers and sisters hug. It's really not. So they call themselves, you ready for this? They call themselves Snowflake and Safe Space. That's their names. So Snowflake, the non-binary one, the, well, she's a, she's a woman, but she's non-binary. Her power is she can make uh, razor-sharp snowflake-shaped shrunkens that she could throw at people. And then Safe Space can make force fields, but he can't make a force field around himself, only around other people. And his force fields are pink. And then he has, he's a, he's a uh, they're both African-Americans. So he has um, a pink outfit and pink hair and pink eyes. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Now let's just take away all the other social justice warrior shit about this, right? As somebody who's been reading comics since he was a little kid, that is the least interesting comic I could ever think of. Forget all the social justice warrior stuff, right? Just look at these these people's powers. It's going to be a shit show of a comic. So now you add the whole social justice warrior thing in there, and it's absolutely ridiculous. You can't shoehorn this stuff into people because people are not going to respond. All these um, movies that have been bombing lately. Squirrel girl. No, that's an I mean, put it like this. I put Squirrel Girl in the in the case of somebody like Howard the Duck. Or even Rocket Raccoon before he joined um Guardians of the Galaxy. Where it's like it's something different, it's not for me. But if you like Squirrel Girl, I'm not gonna be like, aha, you like Squirrel Girl, that's stupid. It's just definitely not for me. And I and I look at it like this. It's not written for me. Now, every superhero, like, like for instance, Trailblazer is in the comic is overweight. And a lot of these really evil pundits have been making fun of her weight. First of all, she's a comic character. So what you gonna do, cry? Because some rando made fun of her weight? She's a fucking comic character, you jackasses. But who cares if a superhero's overweight? Like what, all superheroes have to look like Superman and Batman? They have, they have to spend eight hours a day in the gym. There's no skinny superheroes. There's no short superheroes. You know, that that's a dumb thing to be mad about. 
I, I don't like give a shit if she was four. Real world vulnerabilities. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, just as a comic book, all the social justice stuff, warrior stuff aside, it's stupid. But the social justice warrior stuff just makes it ten times worse. Because I would never buy that comic ever. But it just makes things worse for people who are actually going through all this stuff. I mean, if you're non-binary, and like I said, that's muddy waters for me. I won't talk about that part. Because whether it's a choice, whether it's something like being uh, being trans, I don't know. So I'm not even going to get into that. But I would think that there are already people who are against people who are non-binary. And in making a dumbass comic like that, that's getting more attention than it should... Because every pundit, you know, on YouTube is talking about it. I think it's going to make things worse for them. You know? And they don't need things made worse for them. Nobody needs things made worse for them right now. Not in this day and age. So for some reason, this comic had a trailer. And when they, when they said they had a trailer, I'm like, what are they? Is, is it going to be a movie? No, nope, it's a comic book. I give this thing six issues tops. Tops. Before it folds. You know why? Because the average person, the average age of a comic book reader right now is 35. And they're almost always male. But yes, women read comics all the time. But the average is 35 and they're mostly male. So who exactly are they writing that comic book for? And their name, then two of the characters' name is Snowflake and Safe Space. It's better than, than screen time, because, you know, we're in the internet age now. But to me, it's an insulting character. Because you're like, well, these kids are always on their phones. Maybe they should be their phone. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I don't know what these people were going for. But you figure it like this, right? Uh, Harley Quinn movie bombed in the box office, right? And what did, what did all these people do? They blamed it on men. Men didn't go see it. Charlie's Angels bombed in the box office. And what did Elizabeth Banks do? She blamed men, right? But here's the problem. Guess who didn't go see Harley Quinn? Guess who didn't go see Charlie's Angels? Women. Women did not go see Charlie's Angels. Matter of fact, I forgot what movie took number one that week, but more women went to go see that movie than went to go see Charlie's Angels. Now, I, I, I will ask I will ask the ladies in the panel this, you know. Um, do women like feminists? Because <laughs> I always see these, like especially in movies, like these feminist projects, as I'll, as I'll call them for lack of a better term, they constantly bomb. So do women are are are, are women in lockstep with with feminists, or or are they annoyed by them? I'm a, I mean, I'm a feminist to an extent. I just think that, like, holding people accountable is cool. That's all. Yeah. But it's just, if your shit is trash, your shit is trash. Man, woman, or not. Right. I mean... You know, I like that. Yeah. I was in the joke. But, I mean, that other thing. It's just something I just didn't think that this all-women cast was going to be able to you know, do what it do. And I'm not sexist or not. It just didn't grab my goat when I was watching the um, trailers or whatever. 
Yeah. I mean, it just did yeah, not really look like it was a good movie. <laughs> right. You know what? It's funny because they were like it. Uh, Madam CJ Walker on Netflix. Can't wait to watch that. Oh, is it on, is it on Netflix? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I did not know. I, I knew there was a movie coming out about Madam CJ Walker. I did not know it was on Netflix. Oh, okay. Now I got something to watch more, tomorrow. Can't get more feminist than that. If you ask me, yeah. grab my goat right away. So, I just, I mean, if it looks good, it looks good. <laughs> if it looks trash, it looks I mean, bad. to me, and, and, and feel free to check me if I'm wrong. But to me, feminism is more like, you know, someone like Madam C.J. Walker or even somebody like Susan B. Anthony, you know, women's suffrage, you know, to get in the right to vote. Well, you know, um, so Susan B. Anthony and me can't even really get along. Like, yeah, okay. Because she was like, fuck the niggas, like, that's some bullshit that the niggas get to vote, like, just because they're men. So, like, yes, she was a feminist, but she was still racist, so I still don't fuck with Susan B. Anthony. Fuck her. Oh, okay. It's like I'm a black feminist. Like, it's still got to have that edge of blackness to it. It's it's got to be black first. I could imagine that got a lot of people's goats. They were like, yo, how these these ex-slaves, like, last year you were picking cotton, now you're voting, and I can't Mm -hmm. vote? What the fuck is that about? Yeah. Oh, one la- one last thing before we wrap it up. Um, Bernie Sanders cussed out a reporter a couple of days ago, and it's the greatest thing ever because he was doing an interview and um, he was talking about, of course, coronavirus because you know they're in they're in, uh, in in the Senate trying to work out a bill to help Americans during this tough time, and the reporter kept asking Bernie like, "When are you going to drop out of race?" And Bernie's like, "I'm dealing with a fucking pandemic here." They had to bleep him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said those words. You know what a fucking pandemic here. And then this is what you ask me. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I already thought he was an American hero before he cussed out the reporter. Now I'm just like, you know what? Just let's just take let's just take one of those names, one of those face of Mount Rushmore, put Bernie's in his place. You know. Because I mean, Bernie's out there. I, I mean, Bernie's Bernie Hill is that he's not. Bernie's Achilles heel is that he's not really charismatic. He's just real. And I think he's just too real for America. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I will agree with you on that. Because you figure, uh, you know, Joe comes out there, starts telling stories about corn pop, and people, you know, and put it like this. Bernie cussed out that reporter, and they were just like, oh, my God, how could he? Talk about MSNBC and CNN. Um, and CNN. They were, how could he do that? But then Joe Biden called some dude fat to his face and challenged him to a push-up contest. That's not me being funny, by the way. And they were just like, Joe Biden's so presidential. So, but I'll, I'll talk about that part of it. More, more, more of the day. You're a terrible reporter. You're sensationalizing. You're terrible. You know what I'm saying? From anybody, not even Fox. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the media has just fallen so far, you know, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, Mercedes, what are your final thoughts? Oh, actually, I think I, I'm sorry. Uh, we lost Mercedes. Come on, here I am. Here I am. <laughs> Make sure you vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it like this, Blue. Since you're on the bike, what, what are your final thoughts? 
my final thoughts is just be careful and be smart. The virus ain't as big as they make it out to be, but still, yeah, you got to be safe and you got to make good choices. Don't be stupid and be at the Duke wall doing jogging things as, as a group, thinking you're that you're immune to this thing. Yeah, I mean, even if you're not, even if you are, you know what I'm saying, have a, have a great immune system and you're not going to get sick, don't forget, you can still give it to other people, regardless if you're, you, you get sick from it or not. Be mindful of others. If this is the time that we really, really should embrace our humanity. And unfortunately, by embracing our humanity, we're actually disconnected from humanity because we have to isolate and use more social media stuff to stay connected. Yeah, yeah, that's all. <laughs> well, well said, and I have nothing to follow up on that part of it. Odie, what are your final thoughts? Don't be doing out here doing shit for clout. On the flip side of things, don't be the boy who cried wolf. Uh, so if you missed the memo, some pool in North Carolina, interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure he's going to be Charlemagne's donkey of the day, maybe Monday or Tuesday. But uh, some pool out in the Auburn Mall. I was walking around Walmart. His name is Justin Rhodes. He was claiming that he had coronavirus, that he had got back from fucking Tokyo. Should already know. Like, to me, that was a red flag. I was like, that's bullshit, but whatever. Um, but he was walking around Walmart on Facebook Live saying he tested positive. And he did not, in fact, have um, the virus. And... Um, now he didn't caught uh he didn't caught an actual charge um for having a, a hope uh ten thousand dollar bond scheduled to appear in court on march thirtieth um he was charged with a felony of per, uh, perpetrating a hoax in a public building and disorderly conduct fucking dummy don't be out here doing shit for cloud don't be out here that bored. Yeah, that exactly. is the craziest shit I heard all week. That is crazy. This motherfucker thought he was being cool. Let me get these likes. Let me get these these shares. <laughs> and now he got a bum ass charge. Maybe he didn't even ever have a charge in his entire life. What a dumb ass. Probably. Do anything yeah. for clout. Yeah, exactly. There's the easy ways to get on TikTok to get to get your TikTok video viral. But all right, Mr. Blue, play us off, sir. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown Podcast featuring hit shows such as Politrix and 360 Degrees. So if you haven't already, please subscribe now. And if you have, tell a friend to tell a friend. And wheeze out. Yeah. Yeah, 360. Yeah, I'm like around and round and round we go. And where we stop, I'm like nobody knows. 360 degrees, 360 degrees. We give you what you want, we give you what you need. 360 degrees, 360 degrees. We tell the real truth, you know what I mean? Yeah.
In my bed. In my bed. That's right. In my bed.